This episode of Saturday Morning Rewind is brought to you by Voice Chasers. Find out more about the voice actor you hear on this episode at voicechasers.com. Voice Chasers, celebrating the art of voice acting since 1996. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. A show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Saturday Morning Rewind with your host, Tim Nadell. That's me, of course. Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at TimTheToonMan. And also, I have a second one. It's at Saturday Rewind. Today, I am taking you guys all the way back to the year 1992, the year Bill Clinton was elected president, Aladdin was released in the theaters, as well as The Mighty Ducks. And also, a movie we're going to be talking about on today's episode, Fern Gully, because I have the super talented Samantha Mathis on the episode today. And of course, she voiced Krista from Fern Gully. What was done, now undo. Return you to the form that's true. Isaac. No, no, you mustn't do that. Here. Can't you feel its pain? It's pain? Yes. Not only did she do an amazing job voicing Krista, but I have enjoyed so many of her movies. She was amazing in American Psycho, Broken Arrow with Christian Slater. She also appeared with Christian Slater in Pump Up the Volume, which is one of my all-time favorite 90s movies. And of course, Christian is also in Fern Gully. You guys also know her as Daisy from the Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993. She was in Little Women in 1994. She played Maria Castle in the Punisher movie from 2004. She has been in so many amazing things over the years. But of course, before I play the interview, make sure to go on over to our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com, and check out our donation tab. We have a Patreon campaign running right now. We're only $1 a month, and you guys can really, really help us out. And I want to thank our continued Patreon supporters for this month. Thank you so much, Mike Clemens, Gemma Bright, Tori Garvin, Q Fordier, and also your name can be featured right here as well. So just go on over to our donation tab and find out how. Also, please make sure to go on over to our YouTube channels. We got two of them. Our first one is our main one, our Saturday Morning Rewind one, and we just hit 20,000 subscribers. So thank you all very, very much for your continued support on there as well. And if you're not already subscribed, make sure to do that right now. And of course, I want to invite you guys over to our second YouTube channel. It's more of my personal vlogging style. So it's got me going to conventions, I do some reviews, I do some celebrity interviews in person, stuff like that. And I just released a video of me reviewing the NES Classic. It's getting really good feedback, so I highly recommend it. And I just picked up the SNES Classic, and I will be reviewing that very very soon so make sure to go subscribe the channel's name is that 80s kid 
Tim Nidale, so go find that on YouTube. But anyways, I am such a huge fan of Samantha's work, so it was an absolute honor to have her on the show today. So here it is, my interview with Samantha Mathis. Our show is all about reliving your childhood years. That's what we kind of do here. Tell me a little bit about your childhood. What kind of things did you enjoy doing as a kid? Hmm. Goodness. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's been a few years now, right? <laughs> a little um, bit. I was a bit of a tomboy. Oh. Um, uh, I had a skateboard um, for a while, but then I also loved, like, um, I remember when I moved to California and our neighbor had these really beautiful rose bushes and uh-huh. this other little girl and I would pick roses and make rose water to make our own perfume. Oh, wow. Um, Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I had a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I liked to play with my cat and the woman who was um, our housekeeper made an outfit for my cat uh, that he really hated, but I would dress him up in it sometimes. <laughs> um, I think it was, you know, sort of longing for a sibling um, and not having one at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I also was sort of a latchkey kid. You know, my parents got divorced when I was pretty young and my mom was a single mom and an actress. And so um, uh, I definitely watched a lot of TV growing up. See, I'm the same way. Yeah, both my parents worked probably till about 6 p.m. ish. So my brother and I would come up from school, mm-hmm. you know, watch cartoons till about maybe five or maybe four thirty or so. Do a little bit of homework. Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of stuff did you join mm-hmm. watching as a kid? I mean, we're going back to the 70s, so uh, there was definitely Scooby Doo. Yes, and um, you know, there was there was still. Um, you know, the Andy Griffith show, uh, I guess it would have been in reruns, Andy Griffith and Happy Days and and then, you know, all the Warner Brothers cartoons. Of course. And I mean, was Charlie's Angels a nighttime show? I know I watched it. Yeah, see, um, I'm, I'm the same way. I watched all that stuff too, but all in reruns. I'm an early 80s kid, so I watch all mm-hmm, that, but in reruns, mm-hmm. so I'm not quite sure either. Yeah, yeah. So lots, lots of different shows. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, shows. sounds like we kind of watched the same stuff and kind of grew up enjoying the same <laughs> thing. Yeah, I, 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 I love entertainment. You mm-hmm. know, um, I grew up in, in, in the business. My mother was an actress, and my grandmother was, and I grew up with a healthy appreciation for creativity and the arts. Um, and uh, I know that television wouldn't necessarily be considered that, but it was a great form of escapism Mm -hmm. and imagination and creativity. Exactly. Exactly. Now, one of my favorite non-Disney animated movies is still Fern Gully. So this is amazing that I'm Mm -hmm. talking with you because I love that film. It's been such a long time since I've seen it, but I'm, I'm always pleased when people say that (laughs) it's, um, it was sort of the beginning of the rediscovery of the, of the big animated movie, Mm -hmm. you know, that's so true. That's so true. Early eighties is kind of kind of falling off the radar there. And then late late eighties mm. and early nineties was when it came back. Yeah. So um it it, it precedes the bigger movies that Robin Williams yes. would have done after that. Yep. Um but uh it was very very forward thinking story, right? It really was. I mean something that still environmental 
it still stands out today like it was made today. Well, it's certainly still relevant for today. Exactly, exactly. Now, now tell me, how did you get the part as, as Krista? You know, it's been so long. <laughs> I think they just offered it to me. Interesting. We're talking about 1993, four. It uh, came out know, in 92, I believe. It came out in 92? Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. So, so then, then we would have made it 90. <laughs> 90 and 91. Um, I, I believe I was just offered the part. And, uh, you know, we worked on it off and on over a few years as these animated uh, uh, take quite some time to, to put together. Did you record it all with anybody else or was it just you in the studio? Uh, no, I did get the opportunity to record um, in Los Angeles. Uh, I recorded with Christian Slater. Oh, wow. um, a nice reunion for us. Uh, and um, Tim Curry a little bit, and then Robin um, was uh, recorded later on in production, and they actually flew me up to Skywalker Ranch, San Francisco, to record with him for several days. They had already locked all of my my recording, okay. but they wanted him to have an actor to play with. Um, that was you know, one of the clearer memories I have of that experience was just the extraordinary opportunity to spend that kind of time with Robin and to watch his genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I, I think he found a, a freedom in animated film performances that he really relished in. Mm-hmm. And so my job being there was tee him up and give him his cues and then try not to blow... <laughs> <laughs> a take by laughing hysterically because I'd give him a line and then he'd just improvise. Yeah. And all of us, like, my God, his mind is extraordinary. You know, uh, as you've heard time and time again, his his dexterity, his elasticity, his immediacy, he was just so brilliant. And so it was a quite quite a thing to behold. I mean, how did you control yourself? I would not be able to whatsoever. Well, I just, that's it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to stifle whatever wanted to come out of me because I didn't want to mess up the genius of, of what he was creating. Yeah. And I read that there's over 14 hours worth of improvised lines that he recorded throughout the movie. Wow, that's amazing. Those would be fascinating to listen to. Where no did you doubt. hear that? It, that's what it says online, so you never know. Mm. I think it may have been Wikipedia, so it's something someone. somebody could have added. Who knows? I don't know. Mm, maybe someone has them in a vault somewhere. Uh, that would be amazing to hear, and hopefully at some point we can hear that. Mm. Were you ever able to get close with Robin after recording, like talk with him without being on mic? Not really. You know, we were both working so much, and um, I mean, we would run into each other from time to time at industry events. So I did see him a few times, but uh, I was quite young and yeah. very um, green, and 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 was a fan, you know, um, and and not a contemporary in that way. So you know, he was quite a bit older than me, mm-hmm. or at least it felt so at the time. Um, but we would run into each other from time to time, and that was always um, very warm, and 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 he was always very kind, yeah, and sweet. Uh, what about working with Christian again? You know, you worked with him what three times altogether? 
in the 90s at least? At least three. You could say four because he directed a short film that I acted in. Okay. Um, but three three, uh, three things that were released. Um, and so that was the second time. That wasn't too long after Pump Up the Volume. And uh, he, Christian and I have always had great chemistry. We make each other laugh. And um, I, I feel like at this point he's a brother. Yeah. Um, and... So it it was easy for us to uh, slip into um, uh, a banter and performing with each other um, because we'd already done so. Mm-hmm. So I, I always enjoyed working with Christian. Yeah, I was watching some behind-the-scenes footage on the Blu-ray that I have of Fern Goldie, and you still had your, your black hair from Pump Up the Volume, so it was great to see that. Oh, wow. Did I really? Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> Besides working with Robin and everybody else, is there anything else that may stand out about the film itself or working on the film? I can I can only say that I, I remember really loving the experience. There is a freedom that comes with um, performing in the animation um, that, because you really have very little to look at, if anything. I was given a cell to look at of what Krista would look like. Okay. And then... Sequences would have storyboards, black and white drawings drawn out, so I could get a sense of what the the physicality was going to be like uh-huh. um, in a scene, in any given scene. Um, but I loved the challenge of and the freedom of closing my eyes and pretending to be flying as a fairy. <laughs> um, there was wonderful freedom in that. It's also nice as a woman to come to work and just be in sweatpants. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, sometimes I think they filmed us just for facial references for the animators. But uh, I loved the creativity of it. I will never forget that towards the end of production, they had me come in to do three days of uh, flying, panting, Basically, heavy breathing. Oh which my god! I would probably God. If anyone heard the sense contest, they would think I was doing something completely different. <laughs> Not a childhood, uh, but uh, they needed those those uh, you know specific moments of, of of yelling or screaming or laughing or or heavy breathing um, because I was flying. So that that was a pretty funny couple of days. That I was bet. Definitely a first. Let's hope those tapes never air anywhere because that'll be kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, there's another movie that I don't know if you get asked about it too often or not, but it's kind of looked down upon as maybe one of the worst movies ever made. I always enjoyed it as a kid. It was the Super Mario Brothers mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that debate about people calling it the worst movie ever made, or one of the worst at least? I would not disagree. Um, yeah, okay. I think it's a pretty bad movie, but that said, I have to tell you that all these many years later, so many people still cherish it. I think that it holds great nostalgia for people's childhood. Yeah. So while its craftsmanship and its storytelling is deeply flawed, um, I get a lot of fans who still... Oh, God, I just watched it not too long ago, and I love that movie. And you were Princess Daisy. Oh, my God, I love that movie. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So I, in fact, it wasn't too long ago that someone said something to me, and I realized, 
I said something along the lines of, uh, you know, oh, I'm I'm so glad you appreciated it. I I I always think of it as one of the worst, if not the worst thing that I ever did. And I realized, you know, that that might take away from someone else's experience about mm, it. That's true. So I really tried to just acknowledge that it if someone has a fond memory of it, that that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, other people want to talk about, you know, the drama behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. um, it was it was the biggest movie made at the time. It was a $50 million film. Good God. And it had really high expectations and was just fraught with, mm-hmm. with issues. Um, so... It is certainly not the thing I'm most proud of, but it's definitely <laughs> one of the top things that people like to talk to me about. It's so weird, but like I said, I, I may have enjoyed it as a kid, but it's not a good movie whatsoever. I just I have the nostalgic glasses on, I guess, and I haven't seen it probably in right. maybe 20 years, honestly. I don't think there's probably any reason to watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean yeah, I do I do love knows? Bob Hoskins. He is one of my favorite all-time actors. Yeah. Bob was spectacular and as was Dennis Hopper. Mm. And I mean it's a really well-cast film. Amazing, yeah. Um John Leguizamo and Fisher Stevens and Richard Edson and Fiona Shaw, my god. She's, you know, one of the best theater actresses in in England. Mm-hmm. Um so they certainly did assemble quite a great cast and yeah. we did the best we could with what we had <laughs> <laughs> we just ended up that then so let's stop let's stop talking about the past tell me about the future what are you working on these days well i've been doing a recurring role on billions uh the showtime series with paul giamatti and damian lewis it's awesome by the um, way and we are yes yeah, a great show uh we are wrapping up the final episode of the season right now, episode 12, and it starts airing next Sunday, March 17th. Can't wait to check that out. Yeah, me too. I haven't seen anything yet, so <laughs> I'll be excited to see it all put together. Sweet. Anything else you wanted to promote, talk about, or anything? Um, I mean, I guess that's it. I did an independent movie that came out last fall that, that I'm I'm quite proud of, Um called The Clove Hitch Killer, and you can still find that streaming online with Dylan McDermott and Charlie Plummer. Um, it's a really dark family drama thriller that, that I think came out really well. And I have another movie called You Can Choose Your Family with Jim Gaffigan and Logan Miller uh, and Anna Gunn. That has not found its distribution yet. Okay. Uh, I am going to a film festival with it in a few weeks, but... It's a family dramedy called You Can Choose Your Family. Very, very cool. Can't wait to check those out as well. Yeah. All right, Samantha. First, let me just say that big fan of your work, not just on Foreign Girlie. I've seen a lot of your stuff and I'm a big fan of your work. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's nice to talk to you. All right. Same here. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.